Welcome to Wellness for Entrepreneurs, where we have meaningful conversations with founders. This podcast is about exploring, educating, and empowering entrepreneurs on maintaining wellness in their entrepreneurial journey. My name is Matebe Jobo, and I am an entrepreneurship investor, scholar, and evangelist. I am your host. Strategy in entrepreneurship is critical for success, yet few entrepreneurs pay attention to it. In my experience, the focus for most entrepreneurs is mostly on the product or service that they are trying to offer without thinking through the strategy and how they will compete and not only compete but outperform competitors. This is the Wellness for Entrepreneurs podcast. In this episode, we unpack what strategy is and how it applies specifically in the entrepreneurial context. This is the beginning of a series on strategy for entrepreneurs. The process of entrepreneurship requires an entrepreneur who is alert and aware to the environment such that they can spot an opportunity or create an opportunity in the market that the entrepreneur can exploit or create value. This podcast has a few episodes that cover this process of being more aware and how to spot new opportunities or create them. But what happens once you have spotted the opportunity and have evaluated it and have decided that you now want to start a business and pursue an opportunity? In my experience in this field, entrepreneurs often take a few angles. They immediately, firstly, they immediately start to make the product and try to sell it. Others will follow some sort of validation methodology, you know, that validates the opportunity and then start to make the product. And we have some episodes that cover this. Others start to write their business plans or pitch decks and look for investment. With these approaches, I've hardly seen entrepreneurs reflect on what their strategy to play to win is. When I mention strategy, most people might immediately start to think about Michael Porter. And I wonder how many entrepreneurs immediately start to think about Michael Porter and, you know, reflect on some of the strategies when they spot an opportunity. I also believe that with so much change, strategy has evolved. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about entrepreneurial orientation as a strategy that fits the entrepreneurial context. But I want to take go on a journey, firstly, and take you on a journey with me from a strategy perspective so that we speak from the same page in terms of what strategy is. I always believe that entrepreneurship starts in the mind. That is how opportunities are spotted. The mind is a critical enabler of behavior. And ultimately, strategy is about how you will act to outcompete your competitors when taking your product or service to market. Some researchers say that strategy is how you will play to win. So this tells us that strategy, strategy is not just about your passion. It's not just about your strengths or your weaknesses or the capability that you may have internally. But it is also about what your competitors are passionate about. It's also about what your competitors' strengths are, their weaknesses and what capabilities and resources they have. 
This is where tools like the SWOT analysis and the BCG growth share matrix become useful. And these were developed primarily in the 1970s. So for those of us who know um, by now, SWOT analysis is SWOT analysis is mostly about understanding your firm's strengths, your weaknesses, opportunities that you see in the market, and the threats from your environment. And this was developed by Albert Humphrey in the 1970s. The BCG Growth Share Matrix helps companies to classify their products in terms of how much market share they have and how much they want to have and how fast the market is growing. So already you can see that interplay between what is internal to you um, as well as what is external to you. And that is primarily what strategy is about. By the way, the BCG growth market was developed by Bruce Henderson, uh, who was the founder of BCG Boston Consulting Group. So these are useful tools, right? They're useful tools and most companies, including large corporates, still use them today. They are tools from the 1970s. And in fact, some of the research on entrepreneurial orientation that I'll talk about is also started quite early on. But you know what? The context um, of entrepreneurship is volatile. And I think not even just entrepreneurship, but even for large organizations, they find themselves in this volatile environment that requires a lot more thought around just using these tools as a way of creating or developing strategy. So earlier, I mentioned Michael Porter. In the 1970s and 1980s, and this is not a history lesson, absolutely not, but it is to take you on a journey of when we say strategy, what does that mean, but also the different models that have been developed over time. So back to Michael Porter, in the 1970s and 1980s, he developed strategic approaches based on in, on the industry analysis. So he said, okay, great. I get the idea that, you know, they're internal and external factors, but let's analyze industries, you know, and his famous Portify forces that analyze the industry structure in terms of competition. So how much rivalry or competition is happening in the industry, um, as well as substitute products. So you're developing a product, but who else can, what other products are there to substitute it? Powers of suppliers over your firm in the industry and powers of bias and threats of new entrants is still what most companies, so this model is still what most companies use today. Recently, I've seen disruption theory. So you've heard the term disruption, right? Uh, and recently, I've seen disruption theory using this model to understand if a company, um, you are likely to be disrupted based on your industry and profitability in your industry. And I think this is a good evolution of the framework that can help entrepreneurs figure out the likelihood of disruption in their industry. But of course, Michael Porter is almost the father of strategy, and he did not end there. And he recommended three competitive strategies that most companies still use today, right? And you'll hear companies say, well, I'm a cost leader. And that's pretty much a cost leadership strategy. That means you're competing based on cost. Differentiation. Others will say, well, I my products are so unique. You know, companies that create unique uh, products um, intentionally adopt a differentiation strategy 
meaning that they compete based on premium customer experiences or products. And of course, focus is the other strategy that he recommended. And basically here, it's more on niching yourself, focusing on a particular customer segment and either leading through cost or premium customer experiences or products. So what does this mean for entrepreneurs? So for entrepreneurs, this means that you must be clear in your mind on how you want to compete. It's possible to be a cost leader and a differentiated company at the same time. But it all starts with intentionality and being clear in your mind as to how you will get there. And as I said earlier, what I found being in this field for a while is that most entrepreneurs quickly focus on the product and getting it right without thinking clearly through these strategies and how they will compete. There are obviously many other strategies to to think about and models that use different perspectives. But because this is a podcast on entrepreneurship, I would like to quickly go to a perspective that I did my research in and one that I think is still yet to be understood widely and used. More recently, research on strategy has focused on the individual level. So to understand how individuals behave impact strategy. This perspective is one that this podcast is based on, which is about understanding how entrepreneurs think and how that thinking and that mindset ultimately impacts the success or failure of your firms. And here I want to introduce the concept that I spoke about earlier, which is entrepreneurial orientation as a way of approaching strategy as an entrepreneur. And I hope by now you're still listening because I'm very passionate about entrepreneurial orientation as a very strategic behavioral approach that can differentiate you as an entrepreneur starting a business today from fellow entrepreneurs starting a business today. So entrepreneur orientation is about deciding in the very beginning how risk-taking, how much risk you will take on, how proactive and how innovative you want your company to be. This is a concept and and a measurement developed by Authors Coven, Slevin, and Miller. So all that this means is that when we think about innovation, and I know innovation is almost a buzzword right now, but in this context, when we think about and taking an innovation approach, it means that you're emphasizing on leading your competitors by creating products or services that are advanced in knowledge, in research, in development, and in technology. It means that from day one, your primary focus is to compete based on high-end knowledge, high-end research, high-end developments, and doing it better than your competitors. So often entrepreneurs think that, you know, think about only about the opportunity and then proceed to make the product, but don't necessarily think about how that product will differentiate itself from competitors and what advanced new knowledge they will infuse into that product or service such that it is differentiated. This almost ties back to Michael Porter's differentiation strategy that I spoke about earlier. But also, of course, if you're going to focus on cost leadership, it is important to think about how you can outcompete your competitors by having advanced new knowledge that actually allows you to drive down cost as much as possible. So innovation focuses um, on really using new knowledge 
Um, and innovation as a strategy must also include a plan of how you're going to keep your firm constantly bringing out new products and constantly operating at the edge of newness, the edge of chaos in a sense. So I spoke about pro proactiveness as being part of what we call entrepreneur orientation. And proactiveness really means that being proactive, uh, you plan to lead your competitors and not follow them. This means that you're not going to open a me too business. You, you've taken a decision not to open a me too business. I always joke in that in certain communities, if somebody starts um, a shop and this shop sells um, cupcakes that have flying wings, then all of a sudden people look around and they, you know, they all start a shop with cupcakes that have flying wings, right? Those are what I call me too businesses, right? Copycats. Here, being proactive, it means you are the first to market. And if you're second, if you're the second person to start a shop with cupcakes, yours don't have flying wings, but now they have drones delivering them. And that means you are the second, but your, your, feet, your features of your product lead your competitors. So the moment you find yourself responding to the actions of your competitors, you absolutely know that you are not in the proactiveness um, stage. The other thing I want to talk about is risk-taking. Now, I don't want to get into the technical measurement of it, but I think an entrepreneur, a Ghanaian entrepreneur called Fred Swanaker, who's the founder of African Leadership Academy, almost summarized risk-taking very well for me quite recently when he said we must do the hard things. Entrepreneurship is about doing the hard things. I would actually say risk-taking is about doing the hard stuff. Risk-taking as a strategy and behavior means you're solving the for the hard things and doing it really, really well. And if you combine it with proactiveness and innovation, it means you're doing it better than your competitors and you're doing it first. So in summary, developing your strategy as an entrepreneur comes down to how you think and behave by choosing to lead your competition take risk and do the hard stuff, and by using new knowledge to innovate. This is what we call entrepreneurial orientation. There are obviously tools that you can use that I've mentioned before, such as M Michael Porter's competitive strategies, SWOT, BCG, and others such as Ansoff, right, that we will speak about in, in our future series. But in my own research, I found that entrepreneurial orientation tends to result in more high growth for entrepreneurs. In other words, if you are adopting a behavioral entrepreneurial orientation approach to strategy, you, your firm tends to perform a lot better and grow a lot quicker than those entrepreneurs or small businesses that don't. I hope that you found this episode quite useful. Please stay tuned to hear more about strategy for entrepreneurs.
Thank you for listening to the Wellness for Entrepreneurs podcast, a space for meaningful conversations with founders. Please click on the link below to subscribe and follow us on our social media channels. Goodbye.